Welcome to Catalyst, the CLS West podcast. My name is Thad Risto, and today's episode, I am joined here by Billy Berglund, the student's director, and we are going to be chatting about his uh, message that he gave last Wednesday to all of the students on uh, how we all play a part in God's perfect plan. Uh, what was it, First Corinthians... Three verses one and two. One through eleven. One through eleven. <laughs> so yeah, Billy, the floor is yours. Awesome. Well, yeah, we had a great night as we uh, had middle school and high school together, um, and we were able to kind of walk through just this text in First Corinthians three uh, verses one through eleven, and kind of started off sharing some. Kind of some funny stories about ways that I've just failed. Uh, I talked about my first college basketball game and um, how I smashed my mirror on the side of our garage. And um, but kind of shared those to talk about how you know in life a lot of times we do fail and we fail in a lot of different ways. But how often that those feelings of when we fail we begin to think that we are a failure and we can struggle with a lot of different things in our in our minds and get discouraged. And so. Kind of connected that to how in our lives we can often feel uh, certain ways and we can often be driven by our feelings. Even in, I think in our culture, it's very feelings driven. I feel this way or I feel that way. And, and how like, what do we do with that? Especially as students, um, we're heading back into the school year and about to face some new challenges and just new rhythms. And um, a lot of students making the transition from middle to high or going from high to uh, college and the next step. And so just kind of wrestled with four um, thoughts that we might have at times. The first one was maybe I feel like I don't have a purpose. Second one was I feel like if I just did or accomplished more, then I would be loved. I feel like I don't belong. I just want to be known and accepted. And lastly, I, I feel like a failure. And so we talked about how maybe our different students might resonate with some of these at different points. I know in my own life, I've struggled with those at different points. And so we just wanted to Look at this text uh, to come back to God's word to really see what is true uh, and to be pointed to where we find hope. And so we did that through looking at 1 Corinthians 3 and then kind of looked at how this text speaks to each of those feelings that we might have. And so looking at 1 Corinthians 3, Paul was the author and he's writing to this church at Corinth. And this church had had all kinds of issues. There was corruption, there was idolatry um, within the city and that kind of crept into the church as well. And so there was division, different beliefs, some immorality. And he's kind of writing to address these problems, to kind of heal their divisions and answer the questions. He wanted to confront their sin and point them back to Christ. And so ultimately, he's, he's calling them to be united to Christ, um, united to uh, one another, committed. And so he writes this letter from a place of love, but he also writes kind of firmly to really point them back to what is true. And so like Thad said, our, our main point that we looked at was we all play a part in God's perfect plan. Uh, we all play a part in God's perfect plan that at the heart of all of us, we desire to find meaning, to find purpose, and we look for that hope in all sorts of different places. And we see through our text um, that our one hope is in Jesus, and he can really transform our lives and speak truth to our doubts and our insecurities that we all can wrestle with. And so we look through this text, and uh, it's a text that I really like uh, as Paul challenges them. And he's kind of talking about how um, there's divisions that are going on between the people are saying, one of them would say, like, I follow Paul. Another would say, I follow Apollos. And they're kind of wrestling with that. Apollos was a guy who had come to Corinth after Paul had left and moved on. And so 
Um, it's really easy to, to do that. I think even for us, we get divided over different teachers or different styles of worship, and we begin to think, you know, my preacher is better than yours, or my church is better than yours. And we see that division um, externally, but we also even see it within our own church. Um, and churches, it can be something that just can happen um, naturally. And so Paul is saying we're to be united in Christ. And then he continues on in verses uh, 5 through 9. I love this passage. It's kind of the main part that we focused on. And it says this, uh, 1 Corinthians 3, verses 5 through 9. What then is Apollos? What is Paul? Servants through whom you believed, as the Lord assigned to each. I planted, Apollos watered, but God gave the growth. So neither he who plants nor he who waters is anything, but only God who gives the growth. He who plants and he who waters are one, and each will receive his wages according to his labor. For we are God's fellow workers. You are God's field, God's building. And so Paul's making a really important point here. Like we said, we all play a part in God's perfect plan. We might not all play the same part. We all have different roles and different jobs, but we are all needed in the body. And so he uses like different metaphors here. He's uh, in different places. He'll talk about the body and how each body part is needed here. He's talking about how um, with the plants and how uh, the watering and the growth. And so what he's doing here, I think is really important. This first point combats kind of that first insecurity or that first feeling we might have and that we might feel like we don't have a purpose. But this text shows us the truth is that every believer is a servant and every servant has a task. He says at that first five, you know, what is Apollos? What is Paul? They're all servants through whom you believed as the Lord assigned to each. And so all of us have a task. We all play a part in God's story that you matter to him. You have a purpose and this is really important. In verse six, he continued on. He said, I planted, Apollos watered, but God is the one who gave the growth. And I think that's really important too, because we can begin to think that it all relies on us. Uh, We can become very self-focused that it's all, you know, our own um, efforts and our own striving is what's going to cause growth, it's gonna, what's going to cause change, whether that's in a person or in wherever we're doing. But uh, I think it's really important to remember that we do play our part. We do uh, put forth effort, but it's really God at work in us and through us. And God is the one who gives the growth. And it says in verse 7, so neither he who plants nor he who waters is anything, but only God who gives the growth. And so our, our second point was we may feel like we have to always do or accomplish more But the truth is, as we play our part, it's God who brings the growth. It's a really good reminder, I think, for us as we often think that, uh, you know, especially if we're kind of driven or uh, type A, wanting to always accomplish more, that just in our relationship with God, it can almost feel like a to-do list. I just have to do more. If I just did more, read my Bible more. I I can hear that a lot even with students. I know I've wrestled with that in my own life as well. Um, just think it's all relies on us. But I think one of the things in the Christian life is about submitting that to God and, and relying fully on him and realizing that, you know, we work hard. We give our best effort as God has called us to, but ultimately it's God who brings the growth and he's the one uh, who causes that. And so Paul had a really clear understanding of that as he wrote to the church at Corinth. And I think that really applies to us too in our own life, that our hope is not ultimately in our efforts, but it's in God's grace. And so when we work hard, we don't do it to earn God's love, but we're doing it in response to his love and grace for his glory. Uh, And back in the text in verses eight and nine, he says, he who plants and he who waters are one and each will receive his wages according to his labor. For we are God's fellow workers. You are God's field, God's building. And I love this, uh, this, the way he words these two verses talking about how God is the one who brings the growth and that we belong to God, that you're God's fellow workers, God's field and God's 
building. I know a deep need and a deep um, desire for all of us, and especially students, is this desire to belong, to be accepted. Um, and our, our hope and desire is that our youth group can be a place where that happens, where despite going to different schools or having different backgrounds, that you can come and be accepted. But the, the reality is, is that in the family of God is that uh, you are loved and you are accepted in Christ. And so our third point, you may feel like we don't belong, but the truth is in Christ, you are loved and accepted. And that's a really important thing, especially for identity, as that's a really big issue with um, students and adults alike, is where are we putting our identity in? Is it in um, our success? Is it in our job? Is it in our income? Is it in how many followers we have? Those different things. But the reality is, is that we are accepted in Christ, and we are uh, loved, and we are known. And that's such a freeing reality. And that frees us up to then love and serve others. I'd shared a story of my dad who, um, with a guy in his high school who had kind of made fun of him and kind of put him down over the course of the time of high school. And then they had graduated and moved on. And that guy had known that my dad was a Christian, but he himself was kind of far from God. And he tracked my dad down about 10 years after high school and called him and said uh, that he'd actually put his faith in Jesus. And he said, I just wanted you to know I always watched you in high school and the huge impact that you had on me. Um, and that God had really worked on his heart and he wanted my dad to know. And I thought that was just a really cool reminder of we don't always know the impact that we're having. Um, but as Paul writes in this, you know, it's God that brings the growth, that we show up, we use our gifts, we do what we're called to do. And God is the one who brings that growth. And we might not ever see that fruit, but we might get the little glimpses of it this side of eternity. And so just encouraging our students to know that you never might never fully realize the impact that you're having on those people around you. Um, And just the important reminder there that in Christ you're loved and accepted and that frees you to love and serve others around you. In the last couple verses in uh, 10 and 11 of 1 Corinthians 3 says, According to the grace of God given to me, like a skilled master builder, I laid a foundation and someone else is building upon it. Let each one take care how he builds upon it. For no one can lay a foundation other than that which is laid, which is Jesus Christ. And we see here that our foundation is firmly in Jesus. I told the students that if you come every Sunday to City Light, you are going to hear the gospel, the truth that Christ came into this world. He lived a perfect, sinless life. That while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. He paid the penalty for our sins. He rose again, conquering death and offering us new life. And he is our foundation. He's to be the center of everything that we do and everything that we say. That we play a, all play a different part. We have different roles, but our response shouldn't be to compare, to be envious or jealous of other people's gifts. Instead, we should humbly and faithfully use the gifts that God has given us to bring him glory. And so uh, our fourth point is, you know, in life, we sometimes feel like a failure. We feel like we just don't measure up. We feel like we'll maybe never get over that hump um, or never accomplish what we think we should. We might feel like a failure, but the truth is, is that we find our hope through our foundation in Jesus. Uh, and that's such an important reminder that we, we do fall short, uh, that we truly will never measure up to God's perfect standard on our own, that our sin does deserve death and that it is serious. We should take it seriously. We have all sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. But the beauty of the gospel, like we just talked about, is that we have a solution for our sin. It's not us working harder. It's not us doing better or doing more. But it's that Jesus has paid the price for our sin. That's our hope. And we can build our lives on that foundation of Jesus. We're so tempted to do our foundations in so many other things, whether it's wealth or fame, achievements or abilities. But none of these foundations can sustain us throughout life 
uh, and deal with our sin. Only Jesus can offer us true and lasting hope. And so I just wanted to remind the students to build your life on Jesus and point others to him that we all play a part in God's perfect plan. Uh, I love that text from 1 Corinthians 3, 1 through 11. Really, I told them 1 Corinthians chapters 1 through 3. It's just a wonderful passage. I've been reflecting on that these last few weeks. And so just encourage them to to dive into that as Paul writes. And um, it's a pretty powerful section of scripture. Uh, but I ended the night just kind of talking about how we all have these gifts and, and God is working in us even more than we know. And try to just call out life to the students and to our leaders, um, just realizing to them, I talked to our leaders and to our graduating seniors, um, could have kept going, but just wanted to remind them that they all have gifts and they all make an impact in this life. And sometimes we just need to be reminded of that and um, have that called out in us and and speak life and encouragement to those around us um, each and every day. And so um, it's an honor and privilege just to get to work with this group and these students. I can see how God is at work in them and um, just really excited for this upcoming school year. I think it was a great summer um, with some cool opportunities, but just really excited to continue diving into God's word uh, to discover even more who we are in him and how we're called to live as his followers um, as we grow in relationship with one another and in our relationship with God. And so, yeah, that was kind of the the talk. Awesome. Thanks for sharing, Billy. Yeah. Um, question for you. Mm-hmm. What is a uh, a discipleship question that parents can use at home Mm. um, about what you just talked about? Yeah, that's a great question, Thad. Um, And that's really a big focus we have this this year is really partnering well with parents at, at home and realizing that the primary discipleship happens in the home and we want our youth ministry to partner well with the home. So I love that question. I think, you know, kind of talking about those four struggles or four feelings that we might have. Um, as we went around in small groups, we kind of asked the students, you know, which one of those do you maybe resonate with more? And it was interesting to kind of hear them answer that differently. But those feelings that maybe I don't feel like I have a purpose or if I feel like if I just did or accomplished more, then I'd be loved or I feel like I don't belong. I feel like a failure. Maybe just as parents asking students and saying, you know, your students saying, you know, which one of those do you, do you wrestle with? Or as you enter a new school year, what are you What are you feeling? Because I know for me, at least, uh, entering into a new school, you're always brought on a variety of feelings, some nerves, some excitement, um, some anxiety, just, you know, how will I be accepted? Are my friend groups, are they going to change? Especially when going from middle to high or making a transition like that. So maybe just, yeah, asking them that, kind of seeing where they're at and then um, just encouraging them together, I think, to, to seek truth from God's word. Um, we talked about in small groups how it's so easy to follow our feelings. And we see that in our culture everywhere. I know I just feel this way or I feel that way. And we talked about how our feelings are not always wrong. Um, often our feelings are, you know, something that we're inside of us that we're wrestling through. But um, we always have to submit that to truth from God's word. And we can't just follow those blindly, but we need to always bring it back to God's word and to seek truth to that. So just encouraging, yeah, our families and parents to get in God's word together and to really to know what is true about us from what God says and not what culture or our friend group defines for us. So, Awesome. Well, hey, we hope that you enjoyed today's episode and were able to take something away from it to apply to your daily walk with Jesus. 
Our hope and vision for this podcast is that it would be used as a tool and resource for further discipleship in your home. Catalyst was created to appeal to both students and their parents, so we will be releasing a couple of episodes per week filled with talks like today, deep dives into other scripture, and equipping lessons to encourage you in your walk with the Lord. If you liked our content today, be sure to follow us on Spotify. That way you are able to stay up to date with each episode. Thanks for listening, and remember, we want you to know Jesus, grow in Him, and go out to share the good news. My name is Thad Risto, and I will see you in the next one.